beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go <laughs> I'm shocked right now what where'd that come from it, is it a little too early it, it it's is way too early way early I thought oh, you were oh, doing... oh 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 sorry sorry um spooky scary skeletons sugar down your spine that, that was, was a month ago, dude. See, that's the thing. You got to follow the trends. Like July was is Halloween yeah, now. Yeah. And September, October is actually Christmas. Got it. Because so the the new thing is uh, women going to Target and buying all the fall shit decorations. Yes. Yeah. And well, like that, and that was in like June. Yeah. See, you got to follow consumerism, man. You're right. The protests of uh, summer is here. At at some rate, there's going to be no definition of what holiday it, it is. There's going to be no definition of products. Just hey, you know what? You like something? Fuck it. Go buy it. Go buy it. Go decorate your house. Why can't that be like now? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. Go ahead and go out and buy this. Welcome back, purgators. Stuck in this purgatory. My name is Chase, and I'm stuck in purgatory as always with these two other fuckers. Talk about consumerism over here. Hunter, spooky ghost, and Adrian. Hello. How are we doing today, boys? I stole some souls. I am keeping them in a little penny jar. And Should I'm we go trade them in to the warp gate at some point? <laughs> Should we call you the Reaper? The Graham Weaver. Reaper. <laughs> the Graham no, Weaver. You're not very Graham. I'm going to call you the Reaper. So, yes, Reaper, go out, collect souls for me, minion. I will. Spread our influence. <laughs> I imagine Chase's warp gate as like a vending machine, and you're like, here's 10 souls. What do I get? <laughs> you're going to be prize. really disappointed when you get one of those little plastic popper things, and it's like, it's just like the little uh, elastic hand you could slap on walls and shit. <laughs> you're just some hey, cheap arcade. Hey, how about this? An elastic hand thing that could pull souls out of people's body. You know that what? That would be dope. That oh. You know what? That cost 9,000 tickets. Ooh. Exo facto souls. 9,000 souls. I'm up. like a Dave and Buster's over here. You really are. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Have you seen the one video where the guy proposed at a Dave and Buster's? He, him and his girlfriend used to go there all the time for dates, and he saved up so many tickets. He bought a ring. I did. Yes, I did say that. He had him like put the ring in there. Yeah. That's yeah. right. The only one that's stuck in my brain right now is the, the botched proposal at <laughs> Disney World where the guy like shoved them off the Cinderella stage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess like Disney got a lot of heat for that. <laughs> you ruined someone's dream. You totally did. It, like that was the one place to do it. And you know, God save your soul for doing the doing your job. He did his job. He did. His Let's job. be fair. But could he have waited five more seconds? Yeah, he, <laughs> you know? he could have at least let it be done and be like, all right, you gotta get the fuck off. Yeah, you breaking the rules. Well, Chase, talking about stuff that has been stuck in places. How about we talk about this family in Georgia that we're stuck in? Purgatory. Oh, <laughs> see, it's trendy. It's trending. <laughs> Stuck in this purgatory is trending. <laughs> hashtag that hashtag, shit, bitch. Hashtag, hashtag, well, hashtag. I guess if we're jumping right into it. In the 1870s, a small rural town was founded in the U.S. state of Georgia, just about 90 miles southwest of Savannah, by a sawmill operator named Alan Surency, who lived with his family in a large, two-story farmhouse on the edge of the Atlanta River Swamp near the railroad tracks that went through town. <laughs> Damn by the river. If you go, you go to college, you might get lucky and live in a van down by the river. <laughs> $80,000 later. <laughs> Talking about living in vans. Hold up, sorry. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Talking about how bad Indiana is at the moment. People are leasing out their driveways so people could park their uh, mobile home in the driveway oh, yes and yes. live there and yes. now people are getting uh ticketed for living in a mobile home 
<laughs> we may or may not be in a housing crisis. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the guy who uh, Airbnb'd his Toyota van? Yes. Like Sienna? Yes. <laughs> People are doing that, like their Civics and their fucking, every, any kind of car is not off limits. You can sleep in it. Hey. It was either downtown Vegas or downtown L.A. Some guy, he he just does like these crazy things. And what he does is he found the lowest price Airbnb in Vegas and he paid for it. And when he showed up, there was a cop that pulled over two gentlemen and he was arresting them right there on the spot. And he had to walk past the, the officer to get into the Airbnb. <laughs> and when he woke up the next morning... The same officer was arresting two other people. Oh my right god! Right in front of the interesting. property. Crack house interesting. Hey, you know what? It's experience. The, crack house experience. There is a crisis out there, so we would still appreciate your business. <laughs> so we're talking about some van in by the river in the state of Georgia, who is also a sawmill operator. It was at first an idyllic life for the Cernsey family for a time, until a strange series of events would unfold that would go on to become one of the most widely witnessed well-documented hauntings, and most intense the world has ever seen. Unlike many other hauntings, where the phenomenon started out somewhat innocuously and slowly intensified over time, the Cernsey haunting started off with a bang in spectacular fashion, and would never really let up. The most commonly cited incident that kicked off the whole shebang was when the family patriarch came home from a trip out of town one day in October of 1872 to find that his home being ransacked by some unseen force right before his very eyes, with objects moving and shaking on their own all around him. He would say of the sight that met him in the Savannah Morning News thus, A few minutes after my arrival, I saw the glass tumblers begin to slide off the slab and the crookery to fall upon the floor and break. I think that's crockery. A crock of shit. What the fuck is crockery? I know it's dishes and shit, but... What the fuck? Adrian, why do you think calling things crockeries, huh? I, I was sitting there going. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm falling asleep. I'm going to start calling you a crocker. <laughs> Play with my cocker and I'm going to gander at those boobs. What? Soon. Two more weeks. Four weeks. The books began to tumble from their shelves to the floor, while brickbats, built of wood, smoothing irons, biscuits, potatoes, tin pans, water buckets, pitchers, and more began to fall in different parts of my house. I feel like we're back in London. <laughs> we're back in crickety, rigidy old London town. Better remember, this is 1870s, guys. Okay? 1870s. <laughs> this is oh, Shakespearean no. time. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. At first, he suspected that it may have been caused by an earthquake, but there had been no shaking of the house itself. Oh, hold up, hold up. Earthquakes in Georgia? Is that yeah, a thing? Yeah. Is, is that, that really a thing? a thing? I don't think it's a thing. I don't think that's a thing. No. Is there earthquakes in Georgia? <laughs> it said, my heart search is, is there earthquakes in Colorado? That's funny. Somebody out there is concerned. <laughs> there Damn is. Californians. There is. Earthquakes in Georgia are rare, particularly when compared to seismic hotspots in the western United States. Okay. Mm. There you go. More, the more you know. Hunter fact checked. Yeah. <laughs> no neighbors had been affected and this would turn out to be far from an isolated incident. Before long, the whole family began to witness furniture and objects moving on their own or sliding about. Pictures falling from walls, and even plates, cups, books, and bottles and assorted other household objects leaping from their resting places to launch themselves through the air with great, sometimes almost violent force, or even appearing to dance about as if animated by some mysterious life force of their own. That would be pretty cool. Some unknown little puppeteer. It's goddamn dark elves again. It's kind of what I do with my cock in the middle of the night. <laughs> what? <laughs> fast forward, fast forward. Yeah. Skip, skip. <laughs> NC-17. Sometimes things just slip out of my mouth and, you know. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's not the only thing they slip out of. <laughs> I gave it to you and you ran with it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. The clocks in the home are prone to going haywire, spinning rapidly either forward or backward in time. Ooh, fourth dimension. <laughs> and mirrors frequently cracked or exploded tempered glass into a rain of glass, as did other glass objects. Atmospheric pressure. <laughs> this you is all just, fucking lie. Just, just, I'm just calling everyone out. I'm calling all you motherfuckers out right now. Right all here. you Redditor bitches. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he just can't handle it. The atmospheric pressure of the UK is higher than anywhere else in the world. Thus, the, the glass has shattered. My uncle used to be a tempered glass creator, and he told me the facts on it. It's well, you know what? Glass. I'm an engineer, so fuck you. <laughs> there were many instances of anomalous noises, such as footsteps, banging, and disembodied voices, laughter, and more chillingly, screaming when no one was there or from empty rooms. Perhaps more alarmingly than this activity, things were often jerked out of people's hands. (laughs) (laughs) Jerked. And on at least one occasion, the family reported that eating utensils in their hands began to twist and bend as they held them. Sounds like we got some Chris Angel action up in this bitch. (laughs) I'm Chris Angel. If he can float, that man can live forever. Whatever the entity was, it did not seem to like... Wait, wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) How does floating and living forever translate? If you have magical powers and you could truly float, you better have the magical powers to reverse the osmosis of your blood cells and living cells in your body. Can he he float? Do you believe he's, like, magical? I don't believe that shit. I mean, those, those guys, I give it to them. Props. Props for your optical illusion. But I cannot get behind that you could legitimately float. You know, one time I was on stage with Penn and Teller because they brought us up out of the audience, and yeah. they had this box that I would pick up, and they could pick it up with one finger, and then me and these two guys couldn't do it. And then they had us look underneath it and touch it and find magnets, couldn't find anything, and they just kept doing it to us over and over and over and over and over again. It's bullshit. Magicians are bullshit. Didn't, at one point, were you just like, you're just making fun of me, You're just making sucker. fun of me. You obviously just just hate me. You just picked us out thinking we were the two goofiest looking motherfuckers yeah. just to make fun of us on stage. Yeah, it Fuck was you, totally, totally uncool. Penn and Teller, if you're listening, totally uncool. Perhaps more alarmingly than this activity, things were often jerked out of people's hands. And at least one occasion, the family reported that eating utensils in their hands began to twist and bend as they held them. Just in case you forgot what I said before we rambled on. Whatever the entity was, it did not seem to like dishes and crockery much, as it consistently would knock over or smash these pieces to the point that the family gave up on having plates around. The kitchen was indeed often the target of these ghostly tantrums, with pots spilled out, things broken, and forks, knives, or spoons, often left strewn or bent into contorted shapes. These phenomena would quickly branch out into even more bizarre territory, one day, Mrs. Surrency was sitting quietly, doing some stitching, when the needles, thread, thimbles, and scissors all alighted from her hands to go spinning about the room while suspended in midair. So the ghost just wanted to knit. What's wrong with that? Sounds like it's going to try and stab her with it. You know what? Ghosts are taking away hard-earning Americans' jobs, all right? <laughs> they took our nerves! <laughs> they took our nerves! On another occasion... A pair of boots allegedly began walking and wandering around the house as as if someone were wearing them. There was also a time when a pan of freshly baked biscuits, not the biscuits, not the sweet southern Georgia biscuits. This is the sweet southern Georgia biscuits. God damn it. There was also a time when a pan of freshly baked biscuits levitated out of the oven and flew right out the back door of the home. (laughs) They didn't like her bacon mix. Goodbye. (laughs) More frighteningly still was an incident in which the Surrency's daughter, Clementine, was walking along the front path when she was suddenly caught up in a rain of falling hot bricks that seemed to come from nowhere. Hot bricks? Hot bricks, baby. (laughs) Georgia heat. Hot bricks. Which she amazingly escaped unscathed. Indeed, Clementine seemed to be a favorite target of the entity, and she was consistently harassed by it, with her bed covers yanked off, her hair pulled, and even being lifted right out of her own bed. Yes, daddy. Got me. No, got me. <laughs> I hope you leave that he one He threw in. me off so much, I just kind of just like tried to block it out. <laughs> His emotional trauma was trying to save himself. Just as frightening was an apparent attack on the family's son, who was once chased and struck by a floating Andirian. What is a fucking Andirian? Well, an Andirian. KFA Meister? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I will find out, though. <laughs> well, shit, boys. Take it a break. And Darian, a metal support, typically one of a pair that holds wood burning in a fireplace. Huh. Oh, those little, like, 
curved yeah. metal baskets in the yeah. fireplace. Yeah, yeah. Now you know. That motherfucker just like chased after him. Jesus, yes. ghost is strong. Floating around. The more you know with KFA. Here's the weird thing, guys. Iron, ghosts can't interact with iron. Iron's like one of those things like salt that ghosts supposedly don't like. So how the fuck did it do that? You know what's even crazier? Is apparently it returned itself to the fireplace after the terrifying assault. So was it spooky ghost? Spooky ghost or possessed object? <sighs> what if this ghost, I'm going to become an and what is it? And Andarian? And, and Darin, yeah. And, I'm going to become an Andarian. <laughs> I'm going to ghost some people. Midnight ghost son. <laughs> You're right. These sorts of phenomena became quite famous around town and eventually all over the country, and droves of people visited the house to see if they could witness something strange. They would not be disappointed, and one of the hallmarks of the Serency haunting is just how many witnesses saw the phenomena for themselves. Objects would move and fly about even in full view of startled bystanders, and the ghost did not seem to be shy at all, if anything, even bolder when other people were around. More energy. <clears throat> yep. More people wanting to know what the fuck is going on. More titties to arouse. I'll show you some energy. Yeah, give me that Reiki energy, baby. <clears throat> some of these incidents were quite odd, such as a time when barnyard animals teleported what? right into the middle of the living room as news reporters looked up. I'm a goat! <laughs> I'm a cow! I'm a chicken! I can think of you just, it's like Star Trek. You're just like sitting there. They have no TV, maybe a radio. I don't yeah. know. They're just, it's just stitching away. And they look up and there's a fucking pig. <laughs> like, when did Charles get in here? Huh? You have like this really cool animation. And it's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like one of those noodle things. <laughs> so, some of these incidents, I'm going to repeat that, were quite odd because it is very odd. Such as a time when barnyard animals teleported right into the middle of the living room as news reporters looked on, and another occasion when a log flew out of the fireplace to go hurtling across the room in front of a visiting minister. Fuck got, you, priest! Get out of wood. here! <laughs> oh, burning wood! You got a burning desire. In total, hundreds of people would witness such high strangeness at the Serency house, and no one had any sort of explanation for any of the strangeness. The haunting went on, attracting intense media and scientific scrutiny, and they moved away. Yet, even when it did not abate. In their new home, the haunting went on unhindered. Realizing that there was no escape from the mysterious forces plaguing them, the family ended up back in Cerency, where the entity would continue to relentlessly haunt them until the death of Mr. Cerency in 1877. After which, it all suddenly stopped, and the house went quiet until it finally burned down in 1925, leaving questions swirling about with no answers. Why did such explosive and massive paranormal activity gravitate towards this house and this family? Indeed, why did it follow them even when they moved to a new area? Why was it so incredibly prolific? I feel like we should be answering these. Oh, oh, I'll, I'll answer. Okay, okay. Why did such explosive and massive paranormal activity gravitate towards this house and this family? BDE. I think he was either cursed by a witch or... He had killed someone that had cursed him. I think, <clears throat> I mean, it's a big deal when a town's named after you, right? Yeah. Like you, He had a, some haters. Especially in the 1870s. Maybe he went to the devil and said, hey, you could haunt me, but I want a town named after me. That's like, a he, request. He traded something in. I, yeah. I can see that. Or, I, or maybe I think, his grandfather did. I think he had some haters. I think he straight up had some haters. I think aliens. We're getting to that. That's later. Oh, my bad. I just thought it was aliens. You're throwing it in. It all comes back to aliens. Just throw it in, I guess. Everything's aliens. All right. So indeed, why did it follow them even when they moved to a new area? Once again, witches. Yeah, I agree with that. Or demon. Aliens. Why was it so incredibly prolific and oftentimes violent? Demon. Lots of energy. Lots of energy. Especially since they're like the focal point of the town. And once you finish up this point, I have a little bit more on the town. Is uh, like people look towards him as like a center point of the town. So then it got more energy pushed towards it. Then it started getting kind of like the uh, Hodgson family. When people started showing up more, it started acting up more. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Fair. 
Uh, why is was it that the entity was so brazen and unafraid of visitors or of being seen? Again, energy aliens. flow. Come on. Aliens right? don't give a shit. I think Convergence. whatever Convergence. the fuck it is, I think that they're like, you know what? This is what happens when you fuck up. It's like when you get a crowd, when you curb stomp someone. Once again, don't join a cult. And <laughs> Step if you one. Do, rule number one, baby. Go to rule number two. Cut off <laughs> Immediately. Your dick. Forget rule number one. Just go to rule number two. Right away. And it's three. not worth your time. And then three. It's seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> All one fell swoop. One through three. Like It should just be like, chop, done. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, join, slice, throw, Ow. game over. Game over. So more intriguingly, why did it all suddenly stop after years of nearly nonstop powerful activity? Well, that's where it comes into in question. Because many people in the town have said that it may have stopped, but to this day they believe that a famous ghost light is there, a bright yellow ball of light that appears along the railroad tracks that is the ghost that used to haunt Alan Surrency and his family. Hmm. Interesting. So there, there's where the folktale comes in play. All right. This got a little more interesting. Now, since we heard about one house in Georgia that was haunted in purgatory, we will learn about the more famous house that was, that was haunted in purgatory. And this involves one brave girl that was able to see ghosts and any other kind of spirits just like Chase. Fun. So, let's go over the case details. Also, want to just throw it in. We found this from unsolved.com, who also used the real facts to kind of mix it in with the famous movie that was made with them. A Haunting in Georgia. That's what it was called. So, the story goes, and the case details goes, is it possible to bridge the gap between the living and the dead? In the small town of Allercy, Georgia, eight-year-old Heidi Werwick apparently demonstrated the outstanding ability to speak with the dead. It all began in February of 1989, just after Heidi's family had moved to Allercy. According to Heidi, a man named Khan appeared at the front door, Aliens. <laughs> oh, Con. the wrath of Khan. The wrath. <laughs> it was Khan, man. I'm telling you, man. These, the, everything's aliens. Nothing's ghosts. He really has never seen Star Trek, but doesn't know the wrath of Khan. Do you know the wrath of Khan? I've never seen one show of Star Trek. Piss off a lot of people here. Yeah, he is. Yeah, it's like you saying that I don't watch scary movies. Spoke. Or Spock. Spoke. <laughs> spoke. 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 I spoke it to you. <laughs> spoke, to, spoke beyond to you, Chase. Spoke beyond to you as well. Thank you. She go, goes on to say, <laughs> I fucked up my immediately was like, Spock is coming to rape your ass. <laughs> Spock's dead. Uh, Spock forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. She goes on to say, he had white hair and he had a t-shirt on with blood all over and he had a bandage on his hand with blood on it. Lisa Werwick, Heidi's mother, thought someone was trying to kidnap her daughter. She goes on to say, So I brought Heidi in, and I locked all doors, and I got the butcher knife out of the drawer, and I called my husband to come home. When Andy arrived home, he and Lisa searched the entire neighborhood for someone who fit Khan's description. However, they came up empty-handed. Then shortly after her visit with from Khan, Heidi told her mother about meeting another man. According to Lisa, this time the man's name was Mr. Gordy. I thought that Khan and Gordy was the same person, so I thought his name was Khan Gordy, and that's when I started asking everybody, did they ever hear of a name Khan Gordy? Well, crazy little coincidence... There was a gentleman named James S. Gordy who died in 1974. And let me tell you a description of this guy. This guy, <laughs> he looks like your good old Republican senator. <laughs> white hair, white man, as white as you could possibly go. Tie and suit and tie. Yep. We just think, got called out. Think of Mike Pence. Know. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> this is what this guy looks like. Okay. Fair, fair description. So he died in 1974, and of course this was happening in 1989. And somehow this young girl just came up with this man's name. Hmm. Never even heard of him before. Lisa, Lisa happened to mention Khan and Mr. Gordy to her sister, who had just bought the house next door. As it turned out, a man named James S. Gordy was the former owner of her sister's house. Lisa was shocked. When I saw Mr. Gordy's name on the deed, I was terrified because I knew that the previous owners were there years ago. So I knew that Mr. Gordy had to have been dead. Catherine Ledford's family had owned the house next to the Weirwicks. When Lisa got in touch with her, Catherine verified that James Gordy had died in 1974. I knew Mr. Gordy when I was a small child, and Mr. Gordy owned a real estate company in Columbus. Is this Hunter's, like, old person? Old person in the past? No, fuck fuck real estate. (laughs) And for many, many years, he was a Sunday school superintendent at the church up here, Allison... Methodist Church. Catherine Ledford had no photographs of Mr. Gordy, but she corroborated Heidi's description. Mr. Gordy had gray hair, always wore a suit and tie, and shiny black shoes. She brought over photographs of her family. Heidi began looking through the photos. I had never seen any of those people, and when I got to the bottom, there was this little bitty picture in the picture, Heidi recognized a man with a band- bandage on his arm and blood on his shirt. According to Catherine Ledford, Heidi had identified Catherine's uncle, Lon. Lon lived there when he was a young man. He died in 1957 of cancer, and he lost his hand. I would say before he was 20 years old in a cotton gin up here in Allersley. That is a sad day. When you're a 28-year-old man, and you lose your right hand. 20. That's when you're a 20-year-old man, and you lose your right hand. That day. What, what would you do? You still have the left hand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? They probably had wooden hands back then, right? You could just, <laughs> you could just, just fashion something. Heidi's mother, Lisa, was now convinced that Heidi's friends were not figments of her imagination. They were actually dead people. First first thing she concludes, dead people. (laughs) Gotta be dead. Well, I mean, it's pretty convincing. Pretty convincing. What would you do if your kid... The facts are there. What would you do if your kid was like, oh, there's old Uncle Ronnie who doesn't have a right hand and left toenail is missing. How the fuck would they know that? That That's pretty particular. I'd look over to to that guy and be like, we didn't stash the weed good enough. (laughs) (laughs) We fucked up. Heidi's mother then said, when I found out his name really wasn't Khan, it was Lon. Like L-O-N, L-O-N. <laughs> Just so everyone's not thinking it's L-A-W-N. <laughs> Some grass-ass motherfucker. <laughs> lawn. You lawn-ass bitch. <laughs> it scared me to death because I knew Heidi was really seeing something. For the next four years, Heidi continued to encounter the be- benevolent spirits of the two men James Gordy and Lon Bachelor. Both of what a fucking name, man. Can we talk about that? Gordy and Repeat. Bachelor, baby. What is it? It's Lon Bachelor. Wow. They they just breed them different doesn't, down in Georgia. Doesn't sound fake as fuck. Maybe maybe it's a cover. But it's not spelled like your typical bachelor. It has a T at right after the A. <laughs> so, so maybe batch. it's Bachelor. Yeah. Batch. Bachelor. Oh, that's actually sick I'm as fuck. Long Betcher. Long I'm betcher. out here to steal your women and drink the saloon to death. <laughs> and give me that cotton gin. <laughs> saloon hand, you play that piano. Yeah! <laughs> Both of whom had long... That was my piano. In, that was my old Western piano. Insert ragtime here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of was that dumb VR game we used to play. It's still fun. Bullet I love it. Bullet Moving bullet. on. Yeah. both of whom had long been dead. Then in 1993, Heidi's mother became pregnant. 
Not long after, an evil spirit came to visit. Lisa remembered Heidi's changed behavior. Heidi had never been scared of anything. She had never been scared of Con. She had never been scared of Mr. Gordy. But when she saw the dark figure in our hallway, she was hysterical. According to Lisa, the new spirit became a frequent and sometimes violent guest. At first, we had talked about moving. But like I told him, I said, I don't think it would be so good to move. Because wherever we go, she's just got that gift. She's going to see people from the past or people that have been dead. On February 3rd, 1994, Heidi's baby sister Jordan was born. Two weeks later, Lisa noticed that Heidi's otherworldly visitations took a horrifying turn. She had just deep gashes down her face and it terrified me. I didn't know what it was. I couldn't imagine what could have scratched her that bad. Heidi's father, Andy, never gave his daughter's scratches much thought. He just assumed she inadvertently scratched herself during the night. That's fucked up because all my, I'm imagining is just like gashes down her face and just blood coming out. That's just normal teenage behavior. 100%. Yeah, you know, we don't we don't pay no attention around here, especially here in good old Georgia. Then two nights later, he too woke up with a searing pain. I had three claw marks going around my side. The next night, I went to sleep and I woke up and I had three claw marks down my back. And then it happened again the next night. And I woke up and had three claw marks down my chest. Okay, cra- crazy thing, crazy theory. What if it's just the mom that's just scratching everyone? I have a better one. When, when is, what era is this house? What year? Still the 1800s? No, no. 1987. Oh, this is the more central. Okay, yeah. I mean, it, it could still be an old-ass rickety house in the middle of Georgia. Like, there could be critters just getting inside, and she's a hard sleeper. Just like raccoon. Ah! Yeah. Runs. For real. Next night. Ah! Runs. You know Never that? Know. Never know. That's common uh, occurrence. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm trying to... Pictures of her yeah. mangled well, face. Watch, it's like a fucking no, mansion. Uh, yeah. Security I try- gates. I was yeah. trying to find the, uh, the house. <sighs> the works called up a noted parapsychologist, Dr. William Roll, to investigate the unusual occurrences. She came up with physical descriptions and with names that apparently could not have been obtained in any ordinary way. So that immediately made me interested in the case. A couple of pictures had been found of Mr. Gordy. The hope was that Heidi would be able to identify... Mr. Gordy's picture, if they were presented to her, with a number of other photographs. Okay, quick <laughs> quick analysis real quick, because they do this in witness uh, trials and stuff like that, where they're trying to find the criminal. And the percentage of people that are able to actually identify the face to the actual criminal is widely off. I think the percentage yeah, is like 20% correct. Yeah. So... <clears throat> I don't like this study. Yeah, that's bad odds. Yeah, real bad odds. How would you know? You're a criminal, Chase. Do you really want to find out? No. Fuck around and find out. That's what I thought, bitch. See what happens in the warp gate, bitch. Bitch. Minion. You big bitch. Incredibly, Heidi had chosen the photograph of James Cordy. For the second time, Heidi had correctly identified her spirits from a photo lineup Dr. Roll was now certain that Heidi's experience, experiences were genuine. Having spoken to Heidi and her parents, I'm even more convinced that we are dealing with the genuine parapsychological experiences. Then the question comes up, why are these things happening to this little girl? Why indeed? Solar soul to Satan. It always like goes back to Satan. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. What yeah, are you going to say? What are you going to say? It's either Satan or aliens. Um, that's a good one. Drug I can't, money? No, I, I can't pin this one on one. Was little, it all? A little eight-year-old? Yeah. That's a sad day for her. Maybe it was this, like, Guggen guy that we're fucking talking. Goggin. <laughs> David Goggins? Whatever. Yeah. What are you talking about, David Goggins? <laughs> Guggen? Guggen guy. The Guggen bitch. Maybe he's a goon. How do you know? I don't know. I don't know shit about fuck. Maybe, maybe there was uh, a relationship with the parents, and it got transferred to the child. 
Maybe, maybe. Maybe she's your aunt. The parents made a bet with someone and said, yeah, I'm my firstborn child. And then she got fucked. Oh, yeah. When you say, I swear, my firstborn child's Never life. Do that. I did not sleep with that woman. You see where that takes people. And then, <laughs> you see where that. You see how that went for the Clintons. And then you have. Uh... Oh, 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 oh God, I'm cutting that. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if Hunter's not here next week, yeah. you know what? Was it all coincidence? Possibly. Did Heidi simply make two lucky guesses? Sure. Just to be uh, an anarchist, I'm gonna say she an made anarchist. two lucky guess guesses, and she had some crazy ass animals getting in that fucking house. Scratching her face and shit. How do you know it's dark? If if you're awake, you're like, ow, that hurts. What the fuck? (laughs) What's this furry thing? Get out. I can't see you. Okay, next time you see a shadow person in your hallway and then you wake up with three scratches, I'm going to be like, oh, just an animal. It could could very well be. (laughs) (laughs) The next time you tell us a story, we're just going to say it was a raccoon chase. Shut the fuck up. Dragon fruit. Dragon fruit. (laughs) fruit. Glad you remembered. Or does Heidi Werrick possess some mysterious power to communicate with the dead. There are psychics sure. in the world. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. You take enough, if you take enough DMT, you can talk to anyone. <laughs> I bet you can. I bet you can. I bet you can. I'm not going to find out. <laughs> well, the story's not over yet. Ooh. Because Heidi is now a young woman and no longer lives in the old family home. She reports that she has not seen Mr. Gordy for years. However, she continues to see the mysterious dark figure, as well as numerous other spirits. The sightings are so frequent that Heidi now takes them in stride. Not even the dark figure can scare her. Not even the dark lord can scare her. So now you have two hauntings in Georgia, both with purgatory standpoints. Which ones do you guys like more? Heidi or Alan? Uh, I like the Allen one. Yeah, I feel like there's motive. Yeah, I like the motive ones. I feel like this chick just got like super unlucky. Yeah, and now kind of she's so bad for. Her. <laughs> Maybe she like made up everything. Cause she just got lucky, and then actually now she has powers, and now she's being haunted by these spirits. Yeah, that could suck. Plot twist: They were all stuck in this purgatory. <laughs> bang 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 bang. <laughs> That's what I just started saying. Bang bang. <laughs> well, Hunter, will you do us the great honors of bringing? Us, the great Oscars UFO Oh, story. my God. My favorite human being who liked to make fun of my house. Oscar in America, we need three car garage, right? I just need to say that to A you A monster right truck garage. That's yeah. what he said. That's that's what Americans do, all right? We're still waiting for Chase's photo. Yeah, he needs he, he I feel like incredibly that. uncomfortable about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did, can we say what he texted you the other day? Is yeah. it time to say yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, that... That gentleman on the interview. Oh that we all yeah, we got to give a shout out to old Kev. Kev's dead. He's moved on. Kev's moved on to to the other existence. Kev, we we thank you. That was for a great interview. Yeah, for yep. telling us that. Rest in peace, my friend. All right, Oscar, you big bitch. Or rest go. in purgatory. Or rest in purgatory. He's Actually, don't on. be in purgatory. No, he purgatory moved on. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Oscar. Here we go. This is our one of our favorite listeners and his UFO story he sent in which Chase has just been itching to talk about aliens. So here's our first little stab at it because you kooky-ass alien followers are, are too much for us. in this <laughs> The grays. <laughs> the grays. <clears throat> okay, Oscar's UFO story. Also being into UFOs, a broad term for many things, they are sometimes described as potentially being multidimensional beings, which after watching Nope, I have a better understanding of UFOs might actually be Is that like, the new movie out in movie theaters? Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it, but... We need to go watch that. It's really good. We talked about that it's like really good. three episodes ago. Yeah, it's super fucking good. Where the fuck you been? When when are we going? It might be out of theaters here. So I hate <laughs> movie theaters. What? My favorite. <laughs> so, to break the UFO topic down relative to this, UFO obviously literally means unidentified flying object. Usually a light or lights, sometimes round, triangle, or cigar-shaped craft, or penile-shaped craft, but also anything from a dragon to a spaceship to a pegasus to grand flung from... What's a grand grand flung from catapult? <laughs> I think he's trying to make a joke. I read, Yeah, I read that earlier, and I'm like... Grand maybe, flung from maybe, catapult? What's grand? Yeah. Is that your gram? Is, is, that, is that your, like, your, your little grandma? Or is, or is that, like, grain? Like, grain. 
grain. Sorry, Oscar. Uh, like I appreciate the, the effort, but grand. I. No. No. Do you have Meow. a lot of grain in, in foggy old London town? Oh, they're just throwing brittled grandmas from a catapult. Got it. <laughs> Grand flood from catapult to a drone or a we're, plane. We're going to take down the Citadel by throwing our grandmas over. They're going to just <laughs> bore them to death. It's like a Monty Python. <laughs> Your mother tastes a little bit of berries. Smell, sorry. Okay. Until you know what it is. <laughs> you tasted <laughs> your grandma? <laughs> you never know. Foggy old London town. Oh. You guys from Monty Python? Yeah, I know. Monty Python. Monty Python. Python. Dot. Wow, we're tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> okay. Any of these things you we just talked about, if you don't know what it is, you can identify as a UFO. Even throwing poop in the air and not know what it is. It's fucking UFO, right? We're on Star the same Link. page. Starlink. How about Starlink. cutting your dick off and throwing it? UFO? That is a, that is a UFO. As Until you realize, P-Mail. oh, I've just been hit by a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the first time on her said that. Dildo slap. Dildo slap. <sighs> right, where are you going with this, never getting this, Where are you going with this? <laughs> but the term came to mean the whole topic of aliens, centering on flying saucer craft and little green men or gray men, a lot of ridicule associated with it, such as that fat-ass Cartman getting an anal probe. Oh, nice American reference there. You know, did you know uh, South Park was uh, is written and based in Colorado there, uh, Oscar? Fun fact for you. That's where we're from. The more modern term for the aerial documented and confirmed now by the military to exist, such as these craft and lights in the sky, tic-tac craft, transmedium craft, is unidentified aerial phenomenon. UAP. 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 I'm going to start calling them UAPs now. We're officially at, they are there, we don't know what they are, how they do what they do, they defy the laws of physics as we know them. These crafts are genera- generations behind our technology, or another nation is secretly light years ahead. This is generally distinct, but related to topics like alien abduction and cattle mutilation and crop circles. Since we, we're we going into this unknown, have you guys been following the Google Earth tunnels that everyone has been finding? Uh-uh. So if you put in certain coordinates... Like, there's one in this, like, small little island by Antarctica. People have been finding that if you click on a certain coordinate, it takes you to a tunnel that is completely there in a building with no explanation, like, whatsoever. It's not a tunnel that you'd normally see. What it is is, like, you have this window right in front of you, and right below you, there's no floor. It's just straight down. And every time someone finds it... They take a screenshot, and five minutes later, Google takes it down. Hmm. Now, they don't know if it's something that's actually there, someone fucking with them or something, but it's very interesting. I love that conspiracy weird shit. That's where they're housing Eleven. Aw. Shitty show. <laughs> Shitty show, but he knows the reference. How does he even know the fuck? Yeah, the fucking cancer girl. Just watch the- f- She doesn't have cancer. Wow. Go watch it. It's great. It's, right, Chase? It's yeah, good. Yeah, it is good. I, it's really good. You know, he take he took it too literal. That's the thing. He couldn't just enjoy it for face value. Yeah. Oh, police officers, we're here to protect you guys. Case in we're point. We're 11-year-olds. Case in point. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Okay, <clears throat> back to Oscar, our favorite British, brittle British man. Explanations range from future humans, interdimensional beings, aliens from other worlds, galaxies, and universes. I used to think nothing of UFOs, but then I saw one. Seven lights brighter than the stars rotating the sky for about a minute, then suddenly, without stopping or needing to accelerate, shot off outwards and were gone from sight in 30 or so seconds. So for me, from that moment, that had happened. Whatever it was I just saw in the sky was real, and that means something exists that can do that. It's not a plane or a helicopter or a drone or a ball of lightning. Anyway, the Fermi paradox always bothered me. I have never heard of that. Let's find out what you mean. I always felt like surely elsewhere life must exist. The fact we exist, I think, implies it's inevitable given the right conditions. So presumably, other societies somewhere exist with almost certainty in the vastness of space. We are capable of space travel already, albeit limited. It is weird to think that somewhere in a society more advanced than us, someone else isn't better at space travel, capable of building the UFOs that defy physics as we understand it, and could they maybe come here from another galaxy because they don't need to obey time, gravity, 
or space like we do. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Continue. My, here's my here's my problem with with aliens is why haven't they come say hello yet? Well, that's the Fermi paradox right there. It says <clears throat> it's the conflict between the lack of clear, obvious evidence for extraterrestrial life and various high estimates for their existence. As as of 2015, an article put it: if life life is so easy, someone from somewhere. Must have, have have come calling by now. Right? Maybe they're just as dumb as we are and just haven't gotten there. Reptilian conspiracy. Yeah. But from everything from Roswell to Var- <laughs> Var- Virginia. Virginia. What the fuck is that? Virginia. Is that what he He's was making doing? fun of us? Virginia. Is that how I should say it? Should I say it like that? Virginia. <laughs> but everything from Roswell to Virginia to occasional sightings, but mostly UFO abductees, gives a range of common beings. Mantids, large seven-foot insect-like beings resembling praying mantises with large heads and eyes. Short slash tall grays, three to five, six to seven feet tall common gray-type aliens. Large eyes, small nose and mouth. Eight-foot lizards, Chase's favorite, eight-foot lizard humanoids, and tall Nordics, tall, pale, large, blue eyes, blonde-haired, beautiful beings, amongst others. Don't call out the Swedish like that. Yeah, that's you. You're a big old alien. I mean, really, the more you dig into the topic, you arguably can find anything to support anything. That is the thing. You You can find an opinion on anything and say, yep, that's correct. But it is commonly reported that they all talk to you telepathically and likewise read your mind, and can transmit you information much like in the films like Paul. Great reference. <laughs> he, went, he went to Seth Rogen film to <laughs> reference aliens. <laughs> the reasons they are here include cloning and hybrid breeding programs, Chase's favorite topic, as labs, rats, and experimentations, sexual abuse, slavery. P.S. I think this is bullshit because people being abducted and forced to be sex worker soldier slaves for a period of time in bases on the dark side of the moon seems like a lot of effort to go then to return you home. But who knows? I agree, Oscar. I agree. To invade, to protect the planet, or to guide our societies onwards, or to take control of our world government, dealing with our government. Some of them could be from Earth, deep underground, or from their past. There was an interesting conspiracy. Did I send you guys that weird thing about NASA used to explore the oceans in the seventy early 70s? And then sometime in the 80s or the 60s, sometime in the 80s, they just stopped exploring the oceans, like, all together. Budget. What did they find down there? Budget. What freaked them out? Budget. That's what freaked them out. Budget. <laughs> but they're going to go into space? Right? NASA is oh, so, no, yeah, no, so, they've doubled down the last decade To be space. fair, to be fair, leaving the Earth's atmosphere seems, and I'm not a physicist, but it seems like it's a much easier task than having to build something to deal with the intense pressure. It's true. From it's deep true. in our oceans. I really wish we could figure out the ocean question, but I agree. It could be. But seemingly there hold are- up, a- Hold up. Hold up. I just got to say this. Say it. How sad is it going to be when we can finally get to like the bottom of the deepest ocean? And there's nothing. And it's just like a lava fisher. Yeah. Literally <laughs> Just the bubbles out. There's like this <clears throat> translucent crab thing that can live down there in the extreme heat. I'm just really hoping that Cthulhu's real, dude. The old gods that used to rule these lands Meg- are the only aliens we have. Megalodon. It is true. There is a Megalodon. Not, I mean, it existed, but not anymore. No, still exists. Where? Deep. Deep in the marina trench. Deep, deep in Adrian's butthole. I think he's watched the Meg, and he's just like, that is scientifically accurate. <laughs> if anything, it'd be your asshole. Yeah, the warp gate is infinite. Called out. Do you think... Oh, I only want to talk. I was going to say something about dimensions, and it was going to be another rabbit hole. Back to Oscar. Yes. But... Back to... I'm, I'm doing the Oscar voice. But, seemingly, there are other beings. They claim, or surely it's possible, especially if they can travel in time as we understand it, they've been here for a long time. Whilst ancient aliens dial every tiny thing up to ten, it makes a lot of good points, generally about the commonalities among religions and the possibility these were simply other beings from other planets, which really is what they are, were seen as, the sky people with magic abilities and technology they couldn't understand and understood to be gods, and the stories surrounding these real incidents became religion. Jesus Christ might have been, a, might have been an alien. 
you know, walked on water, made the 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 skies rain toads, died, came back. Maybe he just had the Kanye shoes, <laughs> the Yeezys, because that for me makes more sense. The details some ancient societies took to document these stories. Why would they bother unless it meant something? If maybe their interpretations were lacking, but they were visited by aliens? Question mark. Surely, a lot of these similar stories are maybe true, especially as they happen over the world at similar times before the story could have traveled. Just the same phenomenon, different time. Anyways, my point was, I think if, if you're interested in ghosts, it's worth reading about the UFO. UAP subject. And we agree, Oscar. Good story. I, have, I wish you had pictures to send to us. I have been dying to get into UFOs, and these folks are like, no, I don't want to do it. No, no, I, I, um, I want to. I want to. Thank you, Oscar, for your um, PhD thesis story on ufos well if you guys like to watch the history channel just like oscar does maybe watch some ancient aliens then you will love every episode on this podcast stuck in this purgatory if you have some crazy ufo stories maybe you live in georgia and you know these haunted houses send us over your best stories at stuck in this purgatory at gmail.com make sure you guys leave reviews Leave some great stars for us on all the podcast platforms. And make sure you go follow our Instagram at Stuck in This Purgatory. And if you are from Georgia, um, we would please ask that you don't bring the devil back. Or don't don't be stuck in this purgatory. (laughs) In Georgia. With a fiddle. You know, honestly, until you die, you're stuck here in purgatory. Because this fucking life is purgatory. Ugh. Anyways, thank you guys. We appreciate all the love and support, as always. Um, I have been racking my brain on how to change our outro, because I I say the same shit every time. I feel like it's just an infomercial at the end of the show. Thank you. you. Please subscribe, like, and smash that like button. It's like like every YouTuber ever. Give me the thumbs up. Have you watched the new... uh, (laughs) Look down below. There's my penis. (laughs) (laughs) Have you watched the new uh, What We Do in the Shadows? No, yes. Have you seen with Colin Robbins? Not comes back to life. Yes, but I have not seen the newest one where he is back to like. Oh my god, dude! I I saw it when they all go off to like England and they take the train. You're gonna you're gonna die. It's so good. All right, continue with your outro. Am I gonna die and be stuck in this burger? Oh god, so classy, so classy. Well done. That it? Fucking shit, guys! I don't want to be stuck here anymore. I don't know what to say either, Chase. I tried to think something clever, think something different, but uh, you know, until uh, until I think of anything better, uh, I guess we're all here, stuck in this purgatory, and uh, purgatory happens to be good old Georgia. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs>